Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. SLBP! Oh, <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I've got the wire on the wrong side of the head. Hang on. Oh, there we go. That feels more across, natural. I don't know why. Stretching across his mouthy mouth. <laughs> Not good. We've both got little moustaches that ha- have naturally sort of turned, curled like curled up, up at the ends. Yeah. What's that about? Well, uh, do you know what it is? It's lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> We're all letting ourselves go. We are. We've gone to seed. I noticed oh. we've also got a little bit of badger whitening in our beards. Oh, yes, we have. Yeah, the same it's side as well. It's... Uh, it's 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 I, I'm really annoyed because I I wanted to grow a beard mm. in the lockdown and I tried and it was white. Was it? And I was like, well, well, I mean, white here anyway. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not having that. It's got a slight it's sort of Scott Steiner esque. Why does it change there? Sort of when Hulk Hogan was beginning to go t- entirely white <laughs> and would dye bits of it. Yeah, it has a look of that. It's bizarre, isn't it? Only acceptable in wrestling. <laughs> uh, it's the look, the kind of look you never see anywhere else. Yeah, invented by superstar Billy Graham. Right, well. he was yeah. the first guy to have that dyed bit with the white sort mm. of, you know, natural colours. <laughs> I say natural, there's nothing natural, natural about, about anything him. to do with Superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. Natural uh, business acumen. <laughs> with his little poster, Star Wars poster. <laughs> he sleeps natural, and, and by that, that he doesn't have a house. He's just outside in <laughs> the know, baking Arizona sun. I, I would love to see the percentage of jobbing wrestlers who wouldn't bother with uh, hotels or more tell sixes they just sleep <laughs> not even with the tent they just sleep in the I'm, I'm a fucking wrestler and, I'm massive and, and not even choosing just basically sort of like walking around until they go me tired now <laughs> and just then they're down absolutely no fear yeah. I did notice there was a, a tweet by Brutus the Barber Beefcake yes. and he uh, was talking about uh, having grown up in Florida and always been a sun worshipper whenever you see photos of Brutus Beefcake now he is always on the beach or on a yacht mm. or, uh, you know, just I- anywhere in Florida. Yeah. But he's always got his top off and he is always <laughs> mahogany. But he's begun sharing pictures of cancerous lesions that he's got all over his body. And I slightly sort of think there is that thing of what Brutus looks like is he looks like someone who spends a lot of time sleeping outside. <laughs> And he wakes up about midday. The sun is at its height, and he is just what, what you gotta understand is the hot Florida sun respects no man. But a man on a sun lounger can sleep wherever he wants. He can sleep on an underpass. He can sleep in brush. He can sleep on water. I was thinking it's with, perfect with Brutus's lesions as well. I was thinking. I bet it's crossed his mind. Him thinking, I've got a lot of scissors. 
<laughs> well, farmers do cut off cancerous lesions. You see it all. Well, you see it once on a little clickbait article every now and again. This is what this farmer cut off his body. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is, Pete? It is surgery without the big hand of big surge. Big, big surge. <laughs> right? Big surge. The surgeon. We can all be surgeons. Yeah. If they allowed us access to their delicious like anaesthetic G- and give stuff. Give us the anaesthetic. Give me the stuff that's going to like dry out my skin. I've got a little kind of warty morley thing on my chin. I'm getting lasered off pretty soon. And and that's also why I've grown a beard so you can't see it. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, Lord, need to get rid of that horrible moly thing. Um, surgeons and- don't do anything special, do they? It's not like I've got a special knack. No. I, can, I can touch you in a certain way. They've got way. access to uh, to um, freezing yeah. uh, materials and a laser. If I had access to that, yeah. I could do it myself. I'd, I've Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> I, sh- I should say, probably not the best advice. Um, <laughs> if you are going to do your own surgery on cancerous lesions, mm-hmm. very much, you know, you, that is on you. Yeah, that, you that's need... not me. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, is I, I don't understand what the difference between you and a very qualified surgeon is. There will, I don't know the difference between us and a podcast that would suggest um, coffee enemas for cancer. I just, I just look, we're all in the self care space. This, this podcast is the equivalent of when I walk down like Archway uh, yeah. in, in London and there are every single um, traffic uh, crossing. Mm. Uh, on the button, mm. someone has stuck uh, anti-COVID stickers. Yeah, cold, uh, nice. oh, so sorry. It's a disease that you have to be tested to know you've even got. Sounds lethal. <laughs> <laughs> it says that's what this podcast is. Oh, lovely! Um, I, I started watching. So we, t- we are going to be doing uh, WrestleMania 34 mm. uh, from 2018, and I clicked on the network. And I don't know if it did this with you as well, but when I clicked it on, the first thing that came up is it said um, w- th- needs to update. Click here. Right, okay, yeah. And I knew what that update was. And that update was one that I am not... I didn't, I didn't want to click on it. Right. Because I know what happens. So it will take all of the wrestle... All of the stuff that's going to be going to Pandora, or the fuck it's Super, called. Yeah, Peacock. Peacock. Or, once you click that button, <laughs> all of the unacceptable racism <laughs> has been stripped <laughs> out of the WWE <laughs> network. <laughs> it's been a funny one of this because people have been very much um, complaining about the, the erasing of history. <laughs> the erasing of history. <laughs> well, if T can shout it at Hulk Hogan, uh, yeah, well, why can't I shout it through a letterbox <laughs> of a man? <laughs> why can't I repeatedly shout it at a frightened family? The um, the, the, big, the big sort of uh, edit that's been made is from WrestleMania 6, which right. is the Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown match has I has don't think we're missing that. Oh, it's finally disappeared, has it? Yeah, right, that okay. has gone. There's also a uh, an incident where a Vince McMahon uses a racial epithet it begins with N mm-hmm. uh, while talking to Booker T mm. um, uh, in the Survivor Series mm. 2004 I know, yeah I've seen that he's, he's very very pleased himself isn't yeah. he when he does it well I mean I didn't do it behind his back <laughs> yeah also power dynamic power dynamic you boss. are the boss yeah. also it's wrestling isn't it and it was supposed to be entertainment and in 2004 using that word in any other branch of entertainment mm. would have seen your career end. Yes. That would yeah, have been yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. What, what's really funny about this is people are sort of very much, um, you know, oh, but it happened. So it should, yeah, I know it happened. But, you know, so did fucking diphtheria. We don't all sort of go, well, we shouldn't <laughs> get rid of that. Diphtheria. But I, 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 do, I do look at it and, I, and, and what you see, of course, is this is because of the migration of the WWE network, which is its own bubble, which mm. is only for wrestling fans. Yeah. And which, as we've seen over the years with any major wrestling story that's actually had proper real world ramifications, nobody 
pays any attention because it's wrestling. Mm. Well, now they've gone to Peacock. They're dealing with NBC, who are a big media company, who are a television <laughs> network. And they have looked at this stuff and gone, there's no way. <laughs> you can have maybe 10% of it back. Yeah, it would be a bit like there was a wrestler in the 90s who <laughs> used to just talk about, I don't know, killing women. <laughs> and in wrestling, that is fine. But as soon as you go to real TV, they're like, no, That's no, no, no. Channel 5. <laughs> not even. So Peacock have basically been some poor fucking sod. Is that to go through it? So, Imagine having any semblance of taste and decency and having to go through the back oh, catalogue of wrestling. My God. I mean, my God. Is there anything left? You get to a point, I think, where you just go, I have made all those notes about that, but they don't seem important now <laughs> because of this stuff that I've come across. I've discovered a new, much larger planet of problems, <laughs> and now Mars is not even a planet. I think one of the only things that was edited off the network, and this isn't <laughs> stuff like um, the... Uh, the, the 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 WrestleMania match, for example, where Trish Stratus uh, and Mickey James, Mickey James grabbed Chris, Trish Stratus's crotch and then mm. licked her own hand. Yeah, and they very much the WWE were like that was oh, crossed the line. <laughs> so <laughs> it crossed the line from being professional to absolutely so wonderful. <laughs> um, they 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 internally they um, uh, edited that off things like the VHS and okay, then right, all the yeah. replays. So they have had a certain amount of censorship mm. that they've imposed on themselves. They've also taken out things like uh, big mistakes. So mm. there's a uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, I think with Jack Swagger, where he was just unable to get the briefcase off. And that had been edited on on sort of WrestleMania. So they've done it before. What? So, has it, he was in it like, so what did they do? Just so, edit his arm to go longer? <laughs> no, he was, he was up there trying to get that briefcase. And it took him, I'd say, about 40 seconds. Right. And so on, on when, as soon as they got their hands on that, footage they were just, just like sliced it down bit, yeah. 38 of those seconds <laughs> you know we'll do a cutaway to the crowd and then back very easily done you, him looking up and going is that, is that mine <laughs> like off, off an airport carousel is that mine it looks like mine there was also I'm something sure. funny about that which is it, it's slightly <laughs> Jack Swagger was an underwhelming character and they very mm. much hoped that by giving him that opportunity he would you know mm. sort of have a rocket strapped to him and you could see that by the fumbling and everything yeah. he was he was acting out my <laughs> sensation of him not being ready for it <laughs> <laughs> it's within grasp, but it's just, he's got jelly hands. The only real bit of taste and decency editing that they did mm. on the network was when they uh, uh, obviously began putting up WCW programming. Mm. It, around 1995-1996, there was a wrestler who only had a, a few appearances, um, a, a guy called Tyler Maine, who was billed as the final solution. Oh, and they Christ. they have, I believe... I give it a Google, lads. Always Bloody had hell. that bit edited out. Yeah. Um, he did later have his name changed to The Ultimate Solution. <laughs> Still not, not much better. Not much better. That, I mean, if he'd Hitler had had time, <laughs> well, that's exactly. what he would have done. The word Ultimate and Final are also the same. No. So it's, mm. again, you know, it, 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 just just call him, call him Johnny Fuckfuck or something. <laughs> give him an entirely new persona. There is no need. <laughs> um, I should say, I mean, I mean, one of the things that, that that really sprung to mind when I saw this was a review uh, that we got a couple of months ago on Podbean, and okay. it, it makes me laugh whenever I think of it. But yeah. it's it's from a guy uh, called T Mac, okay, and it says, "Is this is this review of the review going to be?" Settling scores or a celebration of all things wrestling? Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of both, maybe more one than the other. Um, but T-Mac wrote, um, I started listening from the beginning, he's talking about WrestleMania, uh, and it was great. 
I should just leave it there. <laughs> Let's go out on a good note. But he said, the woke signalling has sent me back to Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> you can fucking have him. <laughs> I always think he's missed a word out there because he should have said, the woke signalling has sent me scuttling back <laughs> to Bruce Pritchard. Uh, his final line on it, he says, um, your socially progressive views have no business on a wrestling podcast. I agree with that. I, I absolutely. <laughs> there's very little of that I disagree with. It is worth saying. I don't think <laughs> That, you know, we are giving socially progressive views. I think we just, you know, this is our podcast. We will talk about what we like. We live in a city. But I, like, I mean, he's also <laughs> he's, he's also got that thing of of I, I imagine that the cutting out of the bad news brown rowdy Roddy piper match has given him a fucking pulmonary embolism. He's absolutely <laughs> furious about it. So all I would say is, uh, you know, I mean, this is our podcast. We will do what we like, but uh, it's not woke signalling. What it is is just basic fucking decency, self-respect. It really doesn't it, is. it doesn't even have to extend to anyone else. Just self-respect. I'm so it. glad I've never listened to Bruce Pritchard now. <laughs> I'm, oh my lord! I bet that's um, I mean, that's one of the things that if they go to Peacock, they're going to have to hack away at that. <laughs> uh, look, let's get on to the USP of this podcast: um, woke signalling. Um, we are talking about WrestleMania 34. This is from the 8th of April, uh, 2018. That seems like yesterday. It really, really does. Really? Rocket, Rocket League, very much part of the show once again. It's like, oh, God, that's quite recent, isn't it? This takes place uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, it is best known just as the Superdome. It's uh, in Louisiana. And uh, the, the venue itself has a very, very long and glorious wrestling history. So Mid-South Wrestling had all of their great big sort of feud-ending shows here in the early 80s. Mm. Those were big stadium shows, often headlined by Junkyard Dog. Um, he was the, the big sort of hero yeah. there. Um, it was also... Uh, the, the the venue for the NWA Clash of the Champions special, uh, where Ric Flair uh, beat Ricky Steamboat by two falls to one in a three falls match. That, for years, has always been seen as being the greatest match of all time. Mm. Uh, certainly until we get into the 2000s, where, if you like, you know, the, the, the way that wrestling changes with time makes it look less spectacular than it seemed for all mm. those years. Um, that Clash of the Champions was actually a special that was put on to cable TV directly to hurt the pay-per-view of WrestleMania 5 right. in one of the only times that the NWA actually... <laughs> Got their shit together. Yeah, well, they, they, to they, 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 they turned the tables. Yeah. Um, you also have uh, WrestleMania 30 takes place uh, at the Louisiana Super Superdome, mm. which is the one where Daniel Bryan would win the, the WWE title. Mm. Um, he is now returning after two years out in retirement, after a series of concussions that ended his career, he is returning for the first time to this venue where he had his greatest WrestleMania moment. Mm. Um, the Superdome is also sort of more famous on, on, a, on a newsworthy level, if you like, because it was used as a shelter of last resort during Hurricane Katrina right. in 2005. And there were some iconic pictures of the hurricane having damaged the Superdome. It took, uh, took the roof off and it just became this great big concrete bowl. It was full of people who had nowhere else to go. Mm. And it very, very quickly began resembling the opening of The Walking Dead. So what happened is by, by August 2005, there had been three deaths in the Superdome while it was being used as a shelter. There were two elderly medical patients and a man who is believed to have committed suicide by jumping from the uh, upper level seats. Jesus. But there became loads and loads of rumours that it had been taken over by gangs and that there were rapes and vandalism, violent assaults. There was crack dealing going on. Um, what happened quite quickly is that a National Guardsman was attacked and shot in the dark by an assailant that he couldn't see. So the National Guard just brought in loads of barbed wire fences and they roped themselves off from the people. And there was a sense that 
it had turned into like a prison oh. and there was no control. It was like and a formal settlement. I guess it is. If, if you were a normal person there, you were like, oh yeah, now I have to be in crime town. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a home, but I can go there and I will not get help from the authorities. Yeah. I am just on my own. Mm. And essentially what is like a sort of something out of Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a nightmare. Um, the, what better place, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was, there was some sort of, uh, uh, I think the media loved that and they yeah. were really like, oh, this is hell on earth. Yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, the, the National And Guard... everyone's to blame because everyone's black. Great. <laughs> of course. Fucking Huge brilliant. racist element to yeah, it. Huge massively. racist element. Um, <laughs> scuttle back to Bruce Bridge. Huh? Um, <laughs> but the New Orleans police superintendent uh, uh, in September, he said there were no confirmed reports of any type of sexual assault. And um, there was a guy who came forward called Chris Kyle and he was a military sniper. And he uh, said that he had been on the top of the dome with his rifle and that he had shot dead 30 armed looters during the chaos. Um, this has never been verified. You reckon? But at Ugh. the same time, it's never... No one... They come forward and say there were not any sexual assaults. Mm. And you go, what about the military Snipins. sniper who killed Snipins? all those people? And they go, not going to comment wasn't on the that. Chris, wasn't Chris Kyle a guy from American Sniper? Or am I being stupid? Who's Ooh, the American sniper guy? Don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Is I've got a same computer. Guy? Hey, I, I, I killed Osama bin Laden sniper. and also a lot of <laughs> a lot of people who, from a distance, yeah, look Chris, like they might have been carrying guns. Yeah, Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle has his story slightly not been subjected to query. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So well, I am imagining Bradley Cooper just yeah. on the top of the super. But it, what, all I'm saying is, when you watch this WrestleMania 34 and they talk about you know the show of shows and everything, mm. just picture that place. Sort of 13 I, uh, years before Marshall where Law. a man is shooting dead people <laughs> to protect property during a hurricane yeah I mean the greatest show on earth <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are uh, 78,133 fans in attendance here that's the same as uh, Wrestlemania 33 the previous year but about two thirds of Wrestlemania 32 mm. uh, which was over 100,000 um, worth saying on, on Wikipedia every single one of the attendance is for Every WrestleMania. Asterisked. Asterisk with the word <laughs> disputed. Mm. Yeah, because they, 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 they do lie. They do like to count people who work there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People are watching uh, the show. And, and sometimes... Snipers. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, often you sort of go, do we count the, the, the body and also the soul? Because, you know, <laughs> who's to say? You and know. you're telling me that a rear Mysterio is worth a big show. That's two. That's two on one for me. Come if, on. If Big Show wasn't hanging around backstage and was in the venue, he would need at least three seats. <laughs> Mark another three down. Um, $14.1 million uh, in, in ticket revenue for WrestleMania 34. That set a record as the Superdome's highest grossing entertainment event of all time. Mm. Um, one of those things as well, often wrestling does do better. Uh, than other events because of the way that you can seat it because you've only got a small ring in the middle. A lot of um, merch as well, presumably. Yeah, I'm not sure what the merch sales were, but at WrestleMania, they tend to be... It's something like the rule of thumb is it's $100 for every single person who's there. Lordy. Which would be, I mean, you know, that would be nearly three quarters of a million dollars, if not far more. Chunky. Huge, huge, I, huge. I do... I've got a great... I love drinking and I love being on holiday and I've been to New Orleans a couple of times, and I just loved the vibe yeah. of the presentation. I loved the typeface. I loved the logo. I loved the um, the, the 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 all of like the graphics and stuff. And the hey, is everyone's having a good time on Bourbon Street? Blah blah blah. Um, so I would have very much liked to have been there. For uh, I I <laughs> I have a slight issue with the presentation of it. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, one of the reasons for that is because what you're getting here, and you can see this on the network, is you're getting posters 
where it's just everyone. It's all the stars. Mm. And the great WrestleManias over the past have had a clear identity because they've often sort of gone, the main event is the biggest yeah. match that we can put on this year. Mm. So you think about your old ones and you do tend to be able to go, WrestleMania 6, Hogan Warrior. Yeah. WrestleMania 17, Rock Austin. Mm. Uh, WrestleMania 15, um, uh, Michaels and uh, Austin. You know, you, you can remember those main events. As we get to this period, and probably for the last 10 years, it's been very, very difficult to remember what the main events are. Yeah, I mean, the, the narrative of this one is has nothing to do with the main event. Oh, it's Rousey and all, all the rest all. of them. So. so what you get on the poster is you just get everyone. Mm. It's a big schmear of stuff. But it's but it, that, I mean, we've seen that kind of happen as wrestling has so-called matured under the WWE, uh, WWF sort of um, uh, guys, the, the stewardship. It, you sort of get the feeling that there's a lot of bet hedging and people, you know, committee sort of led stuff. Yeah. And, and people don't really want to stick their neck out and go, this is our main event. That's no. what you're here for. That's going to sell a ticket. They're like, oh, and you can have this, and you can have this. You can, can see this. it this year, which is that we are recording this probably, uh, it's less than 10 days to WrestleMania. Right. It's only been in the last week that they've actually locked down any of the matches. Previously, you always had that thing of building for a year. And so you would know your direction, certainly by the, the end of, of the previous year. Mm. So you could start building it in January in the Royal Rumble, and then you have a clear run through to WrestleMania. And what we're seeing more and more here is they're just going, the hard thing is not going, what's our main event? Because WrestleMania is the, the, the actual sort of name itself is the attraction. And they've really lent into that. So it's all that thing about it's the show of shows and it's a moment. They constantly do this thing about the actual credits. They are just going, you need to experience this. Mm. What's on? Oh, it doesn't matter. You just need to experience <laughs> this. And one of the things that they do is they sort of go, this is the equivalent. And they, they do use the New Orleans backdrop for this. They kind of go, this is one of those lifetime experiences. Like, for example, being out with your friends and seeing a live jazz band <laughs> at a bar. Or it's like sort of like, you know, you you, you go up to a balcony during Mardi Gras <laughs> Throw and some there's, beads. there's one of your colleagues from the commodities brokerage <laughs> and you high-five him and then there's Exchange a woman the under your arm. In, <laughs> yeah. your hands. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson, and My 7 Wonders is my podcast where I sit down with some fascinating guests and ask them one simple question. If you could pick your own seven wonders of the world, what would they be? The guests' choices lead us to some interesting tales, whether it's Omidyar being stopped by New York Customs. They brought me in for the interview. They said, so what are you doing there? I'm doing a show with Whippy Goldberg. And the guy said, no, I'm doing a show with Whippy Goldberg, as if you are. And I said, excuse me? I am. That's why I'm going there. He's doing a show with Whippy Goldberg. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. Olivia Lee eating 120 pound apples at Soho House. I mean, it is hideously expensive. If I'm just going there once and taking an apple, it's the most expensive apple you'll ever eat. Or David Baddiel talking about his dad's dementia. The other thing he could remember are his regular insults. So still, when you leave my dad, if you say I'm off, he will say you've been off for years. And it's it's really comforting <laughs> that he can still abuse you <laughs> in this way. Forget the Taj Mahal and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. The wonders of the world we talk about are much more unique. Listen to My 7 Wonders now on your favourite podcast app. My 7 Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production. I, 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 <laughs> I, wrestling has to come down to wanting to put on matches that people want to see. Yeah. This WrestleMania did have matches that people wanted to see. Uh, Nakamura and Styles. Mm. It has it has some good matches actually, mm. especially in the first half. Um, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't sort of go and um, this is what we build up to the pinnacle. They are just saying the show itself is the star, and the stars on the show are just you know under the umbrella of mm. WrestleMania. And I think what that shows is it shows that there is a lack of being able to put on marquee matches that people actually want to see right. as your main event. You, it would be difficult, even though we've watched them recently. It would be difficult to say what the main events have been over the last decade of WrestleMania. No, because by that time, we're just, I should turn it off. Just yeah. Stop it. Chances are it's going to involve Roman Reigns, <laughs> Triple H, and a combination of other people who come in every now and then. Um, but yeah, so I, I had a quick look at the uh, the kickoff show. That was, uh, I mean, it was both a mistake and not a mistake. Mm. It was a mistake because it made WrestleMania seven and a half hours long, <laughs> which is too long for anything. That's eight. That's like going to work. <laughs> it really, just really is. Nuts. And again, I just didn't have the time to uh, no. do it. But it looked like there was a lot of people on the on the. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to chew over. Almost, it, it, they almost like squeeze in about three hours worth of content into two hours or whatever it is. Yeah. And then for the rest of the show, they've got two hours worth of content. And they must stretch out to five hours. It's crazy. I made a tally of how many wrestlers perform on this show, Pete. <laughs> it's have just have a guess, have a stab in the. It dark. must be in like the the. No, uh, 40s, 40s. 97. 97. 97 wrestlers <laughs> are on this card. And yet, there are wrestlers on the main card. We sort of got to lose you. Get, get, get somewhere else Absolutely. In. I mean, what, what, what you see with WrestleMania is previously, <laughs> this is also one of the problems about having a huge roster, mm. is you get to WrestleMania and you go, everyone wants to be on the show mm. and everyone wants to get a bit of the payday and we want our fans to be able to see everyone. So if they're favourite happens, God knows why, to be Aiden English. We want them to see Aiden English, even if it's only fleetingly. Even if he just comes out and does a little rap yeah. and then off. What, what, what happens as well at this period is we're beginning to have a very stagnant uh, sense of who's in the company. Mm. We are beginning to see 
the same people in the same positions on the card year after year after year after year. Mm. Um, it kicks off the free show with uh, on the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Um, uh, this is the fifth time it's happened. Um, quite early on, there's a guy in the crowd who holds up a big sign and it's got something written on the front like, you know, woo, it's WrestleMania. But then he flips it over and it's got a huge picture of his kid. And he's got two of them. He's got like, you know, he's, he's, he's holding up his big pictures of his kids. I just, I just like fathers for fucking justice. <laughs> you know? Oh, I love my kids so much. Why aren't you fucking at home yeah, with them then? Look after them. Bring yeah. them with you. How long, how long did you have to leave the house to go to the Kinko's <laughs> to get that printed when you could have been actually spending time with them? Uh, Aiden English is the first man out of the Andre the Giant right, okay. uh, battle. There's 20 men uh, involved in this. Um, something- keep track of his hair. Yeah. It's just started. He was. It was there, and then it was not there. It's heartbreaking, Pete, oh, because he he actually shaved his head in between the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale and later on, where he introduced his introduces Rusev. That's hilarious. And I look at that and I think he's made an effort. And I am amazed that you noticed it happened. <laughs> and I looked at it and I thought he's done that, and he's sort of gone. This will this will be special, and people will go, "Whoa, he's changed." Yeah, and he go, "Good decision, good decision made, clearly, quickly." They don't look at him. They don't, they, they don't know. You know, they I've just... had a redesign since I got kicked out. <laughs> it was like a kind of like mate. I got kicked. I got kicked out earlier. But this is new in England. <laughs> <laughs> it's all uphill from here, baby. Not going to be going out first next year. Well, um, there are a lot of people in this. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, who uh, <laughs> would subsequently find themselves to in, in AEW and Impact within the next couple of years. It is a, a good signifier where you are in the pecking order if you're doing the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal mm. in the pre-show. Yeah. So you have talent like Matt Hardy, The Revival, uh, Ty Dillinger, who is now working as a guy called Sean Spears. Um, uh, Goldust is there as well. Uh, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, all of these guys who just were talented, but there were too many people at the, you know, above them in the car, yeah. and they just cannot cannot break through. Uh, Goldust is sort of the surprise revelation in this. <laughs> at one point, he does a dab. He just sort of does a dab after he throws <laughs> someone out. And oh wow, Jim Ross is doing a little bit of special commentary on this, and uh, he, he obviously yes, I don't know what that is. He, he, <laughs> I don't well, know he what misreads doing. the one note they must have given, yeah. and he just sort of goes, ah, "Looks like Goldust is now a dapper." <laughs> so sweet. I like that. It's charming. Goldust has let his hair grow longer than it's ever been as well. Right. So it's just it, oh. it's not long enough to go. Oh, it's a look. You just go. Oh, right. He's letting himself go. And it's sort of like it's it's what I call big show hair syndrome. If your hair is longer than it was at your peak, yeah, you're basically saying I'm, I'm giving up. I'm, I've lost all interest in this. The length of hair is directly proportionate to how much the performer now cares. Yeah. So the the longer it gets, the less they care. Yeah, I'm just going to turn the cameras off for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, the crowd actually are really into Goldust in this, and he's surprisingly <laughs> over. And um, the only other real big star in there is is Kane. Uh, mm. Everyone else is sort of, uh, you know, mid-carders on their way slightly up mm. or mid-carders on their way slightly down. The whole Battle Royale does not look like it had much planning either, which again is a sort of indication that WWE is just like, there. there is so much for us to do. Mm. You just go in there and, and you know, you, you work it out, guys. We'll give you the last two minutes. Um, what happens is, uh, with the last seven people in there, Matt Hardy, uh, with his broken Matt Hardy gimmick, begins to, uh, I think he's woken Matt Hardy in WWE, he begins to sort of break out the pack and the, the audience notice he's there and they're sort of like, oh, we like Matt Hardy at the minute. Mm. He's got that good gimmick. Um, the There's a little bit where Ty Dillinger does his 10, 10, 10 while Matt Hardy goes, delete, delete, delete. And the crowd like, we really enjoy this. <laughs> 
There's another face-off between Kane and Baron Corbin, yeah. uh, where they're given the moment to do that, and the crowd are like, we do not want that. It goes silent. <laughs> I love those bits where you, as a as as the person who's put these together, you watch that that Dillinger and Matt Hardy bit, and you go, yes, fucking got them. And then three seconds later, you're going, ah, completely lost them. <laughs> a real sort of like swings and roundabouts. Um, the final three are Mojo Rawley, um, Jim Ross, and presumably another note given to him. He says uh, he really could be one of the greats. <laughs> uh, you've got Baron Corbin and Matt Hardy. Um, uh, Rawley and uh, Baron Corbin are previous winners of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which again is a sort of indication that winning it really does not help no. you in any way. Um, and suddenly Bray Wyatt, boom, appears in the <laughs> ring. And uh, people are excited to see him. The, the commentators say, oh, we haven't seen Wyatt since the ultimate deletion. And I, I do remember that that was one of the cinematic matches they right. put on. One of the first ones they did um, in WWE uh, before we had to do them routinely because of <laughs> a pandemic. Um, uh, anyway, Matt Hardy wins and he and Bray Wyatt, they <laughs> hug and everyone really, really like likes this. They're like, that's what we wanted to see. I cannot remember why. It, <laughs> years later, it makes no real sense. Um, but it is probably the least awful Bray Wyatt appearance uh, at a WrestleMania. Um, interesting trivia fact, Wyatt became the first active WWE star to defend the WWE Championship at a WrestleMania and then fail to even be part of a match on the following year's card. <laughs> right. um, there are five other wrestlers who do technically fall into that category, but they weren't active during the following year's WrestleMania. Right. They were either injured, they'd retired, or they'd left the company. Those people were Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, uh, Sid, Batista, Rock, and Goldberg. It's important <laughs> to be thorough. It is. It's good. important to be thorough. I'll send you back to another podcast if you're not careful. <laughs> um, the second kickoff match is the finals of the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, mm. and that is Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Um, again, excellent way to remind your wrestling crowd that you know cruiserweight wrestling is at best not good enough to be on the proper show. <laughs> it, 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 they have the the cruiserweight championship, and again, this is probably one of the worst looking title belts in wrestling history. Right. It's got a very, very plastic blue strap and it's sort of like vinyl PVC. It's like so a, shiny. Like a big watch. Like a big like, like a kid's watch. Flick flack. I, 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 the closest way that I can explain to what it's like is if it was hot and you put that belt strap on you, mm. if you pulled it off, it would it like would lift all your... It would yeah, yeah, yeah. pull your skin. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, that's really tacky and horrible. <laughs> it's so, so bad. Um <laughs> Uh, Nigel McGuinness, who is on commentary, he mentions really early on as Cedric Alexander comes in, he goes, as a child, he was pigeon-toed. <laughs> that, that is not a thing that I go, this guy seems like a superstar. You do not need that in your blooming <laughs> no. fact pie, do no. you? What, what is pigeon-toed? Pigeon-toed's where your feet slightly turn inwards. Oh. Um, and you sort of, you know, would... would I, uh, it's one of those strange things where I sort of go... I do know what a pigeon toad is. I can picture it, but I sort of go, it's not quite how pigeons walk, though. No. They don't sort of go in. No, if anything, their legs kind of like go out and out. I, I like, would mm. call it crone foot. Crone foot. Like, like an old woman. <laughs> like, you know, they sort of bend in. Yeah. But yeah, he was pigeon toad, and they're sort of going, but he managed to get over it. It's like, yeah, I think I think a lot of people do. It's, you know, <laughs> just, just strange. Cedric Alexander had, had made his name really in Ring of Honor. And right. uh, in 2011, he had a tag team with Caprice Coleman, 
And because they were Cedric and Caprice, they uh, were called CNC Wrestle Factory. Oh, come on. Really Let's have good. a slice of that. I, I saw that name and I was like, I would love that T-shirt. Just a <laughs> 90s looking thing, CNC ah. Wrestle Factory. Um, Alexander had taken part in the 2016 Cruiserweight uh, tournament and he had a match with Kota Ibushi, which was really, really good. Mm. And it led to the fans in the arena chanting, please sign Cedric, please sign Cedric. Um, he was then given, I think, the following week a contract by Triple H right. um, live on the show, uh, which was you know great for him. Um, his opponent in this, Mustafa Ali, was also signed after his performance in the Cruiserweight uh, tournament. Um, he was very lucky in a way because he was an alternate. He wasn't supposed to be in the main thing, but he got his slot when a Brazilian performer who was named Zumbi had uh, issues with his with his visa. Please tell me that's Zumbi as in like a, a the Brazilian um, dancing Zumba. Zumba. Is I, hope, I hope it would be great if he had a Zumba gimmick. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that he's like, you know, they, they, you know I, I do Zumba. And you're like, oh, so he called Zumba. And he goes, no, no, no. That is the plural. <laughs> I am simply one man. I am Zumbi. Zumbi. Um, Zumbi is one of those guys who I don't think anything's been heard of mm. since he failed to make that. It just seems he must slightly, if he watches WWE, and why would he... <laughs> But if he watches WWE, he must see Mustafa Ali and just go, could have been me. Yeah, could have been, been me. Could, I could have been doing my Fandango Brazilian gimmick. <laughs> it would have been huge. Uh, Mustafa Ali was a police officer who worked night shifts and uh, he wrestled on the side from the surprisingly long ago times of 2003 he started. Right, okay, um, yeah. He is uh, a Muslim. And so during his uh, the first, I think, six years of his career, he wore a mask solely so he didn't sort of face discrimination. Uh, for for being a person who I, I presume comes oh, I, from sort of the Middle East I cannot, originally, I cannot imagine how difficult it would be to um, not just be a Muslim in general. Uh, post well, in wrestling as well, 11. you know, social progression has no place in wrestling. <laughs> you know, that's uh, very much. He comes out to this um, uh, WrestleMania wearing a, a face mask that's covered with LEDs, and at the time that seemed like quite a sort of like surprising gimmick. Mm. I mean, now it just looks normal. <laughs> we, we have done that for the last two years. Yeah, it's funny how masks have just become part of your normal experience. Yeah, I guess so. Not, not many LEDs <laughs> in, in the world. I, I, I do think that the next thing with like wrestling kind of garb is going to be little LED screens. Oh. Like kind of like animated kind of like, we've done it with like single pixel LEDs, but I think little screens all over like a big old gown. Great. That's doing loads of like Playing crazy Playing your stuff. own greatest moments <laughs> yes. on your costumes <gasps> as you come, come in. Come on. You let's can have, have a your bit entrance video on, on a cape. My God, that would be amazing. Wow. Wow. Proper good. <laughs> Um, he, what, what's funny is they do come out and they kind of go um, the commentators go uh, Ali wants to be a beacon of light which is a very sort of like on the nose way of going he is he is a Muslim yes but he wants to be uh, but America Muslim. be aware he is a good he's one of the he's good one ones of the good he's one of the good, good ones yeah, yeah. now they, they are both very good in this match but it is hurt by the reaction of the audience the audience have been told year after year after year after year that cruiserweight wrestling is fine but it's not real wrestling mm. and so it's just one of those things along with say seeing two horses do it you'd go well this, <laughs> this is fine but it's not it's not real it's not part of it um, and they, they they have a good match but it feels like a TV match because the audience do not give it the, the sort of you know the, the oomph because that it the needs. shows that they know the show can't be the proper show the big show can, cannot be that far away so they're just like completely yeah. Let's, yeah get, let's get this done this is very much this is very much your warm up act mm. if you say you know it, it's a bit like doing a TV record 
if you have a guy who is the warm-up in between the bits, people might be like, well, yeah, he was good. But what they aren't going to do is go, that was, you know, as good as the rest of the show. Yeah. They do. I, I'm aware that that's not the most, like, obvious thing to use. I'm presuming that everyone is aware that warm-ups aren't looked on as kindly by the production companies <laughs> as the actual talent. So alienating. Um, just one little fact that comes out of this match. Cedric Alexander does win the Cruiserweight Championship, uh, presented to him by Drake, Drake, Drake Maverick, who, mm. uh, uh, the former UK wrestler, uh, Spud. Um, he that made him the first uh, black wrestler to actually win a, a, a belt at a WrestleMania. Well, 2018. That's insane. that's insane. Previously, everybody of color has either come in as a champion, they've either retained their belt or mm. lost it. The only one that is slightly different is Maven. So Maven came into uh, WrestleMania 18 as the hardcore champion. Uh, the way the rules worked, he lost it a few times in the match, but then right at the end, he won it, and so he left as the champion as well. So Cedric Alexander is technically the first person in WWE history uh, to be a black performer who would actually win a, if you like, legitimate title. Right. Oh, interesting. 2018, Pete! <laughs> 2018. Oh, good God. No excuse, really, is there? No, no. none at all. So we are <laughs> two prelim matches Look, in to WrestleMania 34. If they're gonna make if they're four, if they're gonna make it two, three hours long, the, the prelim, we have to include it. That's, I, that's I the agree. deal. I will tell the you as well. Devil. I'll tell you as well. The the certainly that match, the cruiserweight championship, is as good in the ring as pretty much anything that we see in the rest of the WrestleMania. <laughs> right, okay. um, it is not the only match in this WrestleMania that will be really, really hurt by the crowd reaction mm. as well, which is uh, a shame. The two really two really good matches that just, they don't get the lift that they need mm. from the crowd for them to become, you know, actively good. Yeah. Um, so we are going to be cracking on. Uh, we've got a women's battle royal coming up next. I mean, that's thrilling for everyone. Big. Very big, big. <laughs> very big. And I do just want to say before we go, uh, I wanted to thank um, Jeff Brown. Uh, I have, I think I've thanked him on the Patreon before. Right. But Jeff was one of the the very kind people who, when I made a desperate appeal to be sent merchandise that you no longer want that's cluttering <laughs> up your loft, uh, he sent me a fantastic box, a couple of videos, but also uh, he, it came with a couple of LJN, big 80s rubber figures. Um, there was a Nikolai Volkov and a Georgian Animal Steel. My child, who's two, has become obsessed with the Nikolai Volkov one. Nice. Absolutely loves it. He's a big Russian <laughs> with a, um, you know, CCP red top on. Yeah. But what's the like figure like? <laughs> what a pro. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, look, until we get to next week, everybody, look after yourselves, have fun, and please stop thinking that social progression is a good thing. There's <laughs> <laughs> not no place for it. And we'll see you soon. Wrestle me, please! Wrestle me, walkers! This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.